0: Hey, everybody, it's been a long while, but we're back, and this is episode 10 of Digging Deeper. Let's go! So- long hiatus. I'm finally back here with Digging Deeper. I think it's been about six months since we recorded a podcast and I have to admit that there hasn't been any episodes mainly because of laziness and lack of inspiration but my wife and I recently welcomed uh, a healthy baby girl Jamie Olivia Leung who's a month old tomorrow and um, feeling a bit more inspired and hoping to produce more content uh, for this coming year now this is the 10th episode of digging deeper and i really want to take this opportunity to thank all of you for listening i've received a lot of positive feedback from some of you and it really encourages me to try to produce more content i also want to thank all my previous guests for taking the time to either do a Skype chat or come over to my studio uh, in my home to to have these conversations and it's really been a fun experience for me as well as for my guests. Now this podcast really just started because I wanted to record a conversation with my father and that was episode one Um, and it really led to more ideas and topics that i thought people would want to listen to or could relate to i plan to have a few more guests lined up for this coming year but for today's episode i get to have a conversation with my friend matt yalk matt and his father mark are owners of Markcraft homes which is a local real estate development and custom homes uh, company in our uh, lower mainland region We met approximately three years ago when I was looking to do some home improvements and renovations and I came across uh, his company's website and was very impressed with some of the work that they did in our area. So I met Matt and through that we developed a friendship as well as a working relationship as he's done some renovations in our home. And to be honest, we have never been happier with some of the improvements to our house. Throughout the renovation process, my wife and I got to really know Matt as well as his partner, Ashley, and quickly became friends. Uh, Matt is a fun, charismatic, and considerate individual who's really good at what he does. And so I'm very happy for him to join us in the podcast today where we're gonna talk about how he got into the uh, construction and real estate development business, how he was influenced by his father and some of the challenges of working with another family member, and some of the general challenges and rewards of being in this real estate and construction business. As you know, Vancouver went through a real estate boom over the last several years, and we talk about his business and how it is affected by current real estate market conditions. I hope you guys enjoy this. And as always, if you enjoy this and my previous episodes of Digging Deeper, please feel free to give me a five-star rating, write a review, or share it with friends, and I hope to continue to produce more content this coming year. Uh, Without further ado, here's my conversation with Matt. All right, I got my friend Matt Yelp here. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. Thank you, Ben. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast because uh, we've been talking about having you on the podcast to talk about this uh, topic for several months now. Probably longer than several hey, probably, months. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, I was just trying to underestimate that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, thank you for taking the time and uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and yeah. uh, definitely a lot of insightful things, I think, from uh, what you have to talk about today. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right into it. And um, so I think the topic today is... Uh, more so to deal with um, career and, and, and family business. And uh, I was telling the listeners in the introduction that uh, you and your father uh, own a um, development and construction company, Marcraft Homes. Um, well, I want to talk about, uh, first of all, um, how you got into the business, how your, your father um, may have um, not influenced but introduced you to the business, and uh, where, where you go from there. Okay. So, yeah
1: sounds good thank you very much um so pretty much my construction uh, career started when i was uh i was pretty young my dad was um he went to university and right out of university he started a, a company with a friend called calais homes and calais homes bought lots at the time from um, genstar which um, was a big land developer and the lots that they bought were up in citadel heights uh, in Port Coquitlam. And that was actually the first home that my family moved into. It was a custom home that my dad's company, Calais Homes, built. Um, at the time, there was a lot of land um, to be had. So my dad was actually able to, and his company was able to to build multiple homes at once. Um, pretty much call, they would build cul-de-sacs out. And um, it was a really exciting time. Um, my dad would actually when I was a kid, he'd be cut, cutting the ribbon to the show home and um, there'd be a lineup of people, uh, realtors and developers and uh, designers and b- pretty much community people that would want to buy. And uh, they would walk in through pretty much five homes within a cul-de-sac and they're all wow. different designs. Yeah. And how, how old was your dad at the time when he started my dad was about 30, I think when we, when I, from when I can remember him being fully invested in the company, probably about 35, 36.
0: So even before that, was he always involved with, um, construction and, he was, and things related to He homes? was more
1: into real estate. Real that estate? was Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in, and you know what, he would, um, back in the day, he, he would, he would get into the real estate. Um, he would make some deals. He was actually really good at, um, at sales, um, when he was younger, um, his one story told me, I won't expand too much on it, but he, uh, when he first uh, joined his real estate firm, um, his managing broker walked in the room, threw a book on the table, yeah. and said, Start calling. Like, you know, like a, like a white pages. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and he's like, That's it. He's like, Yeah, you, you make the calls and you go and you book some appointments. Wow. And uh, yeah, my dad's very first appointment, he got the listing.
0: I actually, I met your dad initially when we met and, uh, he's definitely a very charismatic and, and charming individual such as yourself. And I think being good at sales is certainly, I think a, a gift, a, a, almost a natural talent. Yeah. And I guess he, he took that and kind of expanded it further with.
1: This. Yeah. I think he generally just like likes people. I know he likes people. He, he loves people. He loves conversations, um, um, psychology degree. And he just, uh, that's his thing. He just. The, you know, he just naturally forms relationships. This is really neat. And so basically, uh, when he started uh, cut the company, you were
0: obviously really young.
1: From what I can remember, it was about five or six. And so
0: you grew up with this business, would you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting actually at the kitchen table with him looking over plans when I was a kid. And he would oh, sort really? of walk me through the plans. And um, what that actually did for me, it, and then I would go and see the house. And um, what I found, the talent that 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 i achieved from that was actually i was able to visualize a 2d plan and in 3d in my mind and i had no problems doing that so and as as
0: as kids we often look up to our parents and as a son particularly you look up to your father Mm -hmm. um so were you thinking that you would follow into his footsteps at a really early age or did that develop later on in life?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the time, I um, I was just, I, I loved sports. Uh, that was my thing when I was growing up. Um, every single sport out there, I played hockey, baseball, um, golf, you know, uh, football, everything, soccer. So, I mean, we I was really into that. Um, and then I, I knew that I, I liked architecture. That's one thing I do remember liking to do. I like drawing houses and, so yeah I, I do feel like i was i was thinking about architecture when i was young um, and then you know i went to high school and after high school i got into the actual hands-on construction so i started working in concrete for about four four years and uh, i realized how hard like it was hard on the body <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, i decided i was like you know i just wanted to use my mind a little bit more so i went back to school Okay. Yeah.
0: And I think you decided to uh, do more studies at BCIT.
1: Yeah, I took a program at BCIT.
0: And then from that led to, I guess, more uh, opportunities for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, BCIT, the course was an architecture and building engineering technology course. Um, what I, I absolutely loved the course. It was very challenging. Um, there would be, I mean, the amount of material that we had to cover in the short two-year period was very intense. So. Yeah. And throughout all this, did your father ever say, hey, Matt,
0: you know, one day I kind of want you to take over the family business or come and uh, let me show you the ropes. Did he ever kind of mention that to you?
1: No. Even at that point, he was um, he was actually he was doing sales and marketing up at the Westwood Plateau and he was selling lots to um, to home builders and he was doing quite well doing that as well um things shifted there as well and that's when he started Marcraft Homes. So I I was in school when he was actually starting Marcraft Homes up again because Calais Homes um had ended uh, a few years prior like quite a few years prior. And so, I
0: love the name Marcraft Homes that, so that's a play on your dad's first name. My I dad's name together?
1: Mark. Yeah, Marcraft, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And um I used to make a jo- joke I said if I'd ever start my own it's Matt Craft. <laughs>
0: Matt craft. <laughs> That sounds like a, a, a <laughs> Little, brewery or yeah. something like that uh, <laughs> with India Pail. Um Anyways, um, yeah, so he never really put pressure on you. And then at what stage do you think, you know what, I think I could uh, do this full time uh, working with my father and kind of learning the trade?
1: I think it happened when I was actually at BCIT because I went, um, I went and worked as an internship for a larger company as a site superintendent and um, just to me at the time the scale and the complexity of the builds and the excavation and the amount of trades on site i didn't quite i wasn't quite comfortable with that situation uh right off the bat um and you know what I, I i did at the time we had some lots in anmore about seven lots at the time and it was like a perf- sort of perfect timing i just finished school there were seven beautiful lots half acre lots to build on so I basically jumped on the opportunity, I did my schooling, so at least I had some credentials behind me to, to um, you know, go and start working for my dad. And uh, okay. so I started doing that. And, uh, so.
0: and it seems like your dad really enjoyed what
1: he did, but was
0: there any uh, time frame where he not discouraged you, but maybe asked
1: you to consider
0: a different path for your career, or you kind of left that? up to you to decide.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's always left left it open. Um the thing about that I that I've found over the years is like when you have your own company, it really becomes like your your baby. You know, you really you put everything you have into that company and and it's just like it's it it becomes like a living being and like you protect it, you you care for it, you um you're motivated to see it succeed, you know? So it's, it's a hard thing to, to let go and, um, you know, uh, try something new because you feel like you're, you've, you've left something behind. Right. So, I mean, I know he loves, he loves his company. He loves having a company. Um, he always has, and, uh, he always will. Right. So that's his, that's his thing. And he loves, he loves the way houses, uh, go up, you know, it's and, a sense of pride.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, I can totally relate because um, my father owned and operated a, a small business, his independent drugstore, for over 40 years now. And uh, he used to tell us that the store was his fourth child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was a big source of pride for him. Mm-hmm. And even when we went on vacation growing up, I think his, his mind was often kind of going back to the store, <laughs> and making sure everything was okay. And mm-hmm. I think when you own your own business, it's certainly... I don't
1: think you ever can turn the,
0: your mind off. You're always kind of thinking about things, even, well, even when you're on vacation. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, with your own business, you always want to improve it, right? You yeah. never want it to to fail, or you know, because then you feel responsible. So, you know, you constantly yeah. want to improve your 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 company. You want to try new things. Um, you want to work towards just a, a better and easier way of doing things. Yeah, you know, and. Um, and it's really, you know, there's a lot of roles. You have a lot of roles with your own company, right? Um, I know that I did leave the company for two years. And I worked for a developer. It was great. I, I loved, it was a totally different thing, though. You know, I'd, I'd show up at 7 o'clock on site, and I'd finish at 3. Right. I had nothing to take home with me. I could relax, you know. And then the next day, I would go and do my thing. But I just felt a little bit uh, trapped in one position, where I was used to so much freedom to you know do and grow and be creative and and um you know the world is sort of your oyster when you have your own thing right so i mean at times it becomes too much because it's too much to you want to do you know and there's not enough time in a day but um it definitely gives you options
0: when you were working with your dad did he give you the freedom to um kind of um, be creative and do your own thing Mm -hmm. or was he um, more kind of trying to micromanage and no. making sure you didn't make mistakes like he did. No,
1: if if anything, him and I are like we're complete opposites. Which is like I'm the micromanager and I'm the I'm the detail oriented guy, and uh, he's he's bigger picture. You know, like he he always knew. You know, he has a vision. He he knows there's a way to get there. He's not the day to day of how to get there. He's just like we're gonna get there. You know, and so. that
0: probably really helped your working relationship with your dad because. Mm-hmm. I can imagine um, if he was a micromanager and kind of, oh, kind of yeah. trying to oversee everything you did he'd mm-hmm. probably turn you off on uh, trying to work with him
1: yeah, no, I mean definitely the opposite. He was always um it's like if and like I said if anything I was one a little more maybe a little tougher on him unfortunately because I was. I was always like, no, it's gotta be like this, and there's gotta be like that, and it's gotta be structured, right? Right. And um, which, you know, is, is a good thing. I mean. So your personalities yeah. really matched kind
0: of like a marriage.
1: Well, almost. they did, and they didn't because, you know, he was doing a contracts when I first showed up on a handshake. And I, I put an end to that pretty quickly because I took a contracts course, right? Okay. So it's like, you know, scopes of work, contracts, you know, it's it's not the old school, right? Whereas right. he's used to that, right? right. So right. there was a lot of, um, you know, what I was taught and how he does things. Yeah. So,
0: you know, when I was growing up, I would work at my uh, dad's store in high school as like a cashier mm-hmm. or stock person. But I think I knew that my dad father was the boss. Mm-hmm. So not that I didn't take the job seriously, but I wasn't as worried about performance mm-hmm. or getting fired. So I would kind of take my time with things, often get scolded by my dad. <laughs> but uh, did did you ever have that mindset? Like, hey, my dad's the boss. You know, I I don't necessarily have to put my 100% effort or anything yeah. like that. Anymore. I mean,
1: I feel like I, I did... Um... I thought I was working I guess what it was was I thought I was working hard until you know in the last maybe four years he, he had to back back away a little more you know just health and things like that and just then I really had to step up my game and then it went when I realized that like like there was a lot of things that I I needed to work on and then it became like night day night day kind of what he he had always done right but before I mean, I thought I was, I was working hard, but then now I realize how much harder I could have worked, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, from the very beginning. But I think my
0: father used to say, there's no such thing as too much hard work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, so at this stage, I think, is your dad still involved with the company?
1: Yes, he is. He's still actively involved
0: in the company. So you still have a close working relationship
1: yeah, but different roles now, right? Because it it took us a while to figure out what it is like. There's only a two, you know, between him and I and a and a few of us, uh, you know, that work together, right? Did that um, ever
0: blur the lines of uh a working relationship and then father-son relationship or were you guys able to separate the two when you went home or and not had to talk about business?
1: Well, the problem is with the like I mean, if I were to recommend a family business, uh, you know, it it is difficult because um, at the end of the day, you love each other. Um, you know, I, sometimes there's conflict within the business. But that's like the stress from the business. And then that sort of, I find that it can come out a little stronger um, with family. So I know that we, we, we both realize many times that, hey, look, you know, we were both upset. But it was just, you know, it was the pressure of what was going on at the time. It wasn't necessarily that we we're mad at each other. We're just sort of upset about the situations, right? Yeah. So once we kind of could understand that, you know, in half an hour, an hour, we can actually call and apologize or yeah. then, and know that that was only because we're both stressed, Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's then, good that you guys recognize that. Oh yeah. You kind of had, we and had, then you had to
0: kind of hug it out.
1: talk yeah, it out. Yeah. And-, and then shutting it off, like we had to learn to shut it off. And, um, you know, it's like, maybe we can email each other at night or something. We, you got to create boundaries or else, and family time, we did have to stop the work talk. Because nobody wanted to hear it. Yeah, my mom, people around us, sister, yeah. girlfriend, you know. And I think your sister is also involved with. Yeah, she's um real estate she's been in real estate for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah she's exactly. has a very successful career, and um, so it's truly a, a family business. I yeah, and Marcraft creates a foundation for that. You know, a very a very strong foundation. Um, uh, you know, it's just the beautiful homes we've we've built, and
0: well, I, I think when I met you, I, I kind of after we finished the first renovations we did with you, I was, Lee and I were so excited and happy. And I remember you telling us that, you know, you really believe in relationships as part of the business. And Mm -hmm. it seems like that's number one. Um, In addition to obviously building quality homes and quality work, but you really want to foster those relationships with the people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I really like to communicate um, throughout the process because it's a long process. So, Communication is huge, and um, I try and achieve that by setting out certain meetings and, you know, set the guidelines of what we're going to talk about through the process. And it's just as many meetings as possible or whatever it takes, you know, and uh, to keep the lines of communication open yeah. for a successful project, right? Yeah. So,
0: and you know, I want to talk about over the last several years until recently, Vancouver and pretty much major metropolitan cities in Canada were in a real estate boom. And there was uh, front page news, people were always talking about real estate and how hot it was and everyone was you know trying to, to get into this real estate business. Um, how does your, your work and your business uh, tend to be affected by the, the, the real estate climate and, and how do you adapt to that with the good times and maybe not so good times?
1: I think, um, well, basically at that time, pretty much any property you bought in that rising market, it was gold. Like you could buy it and you could sell it a month later, almost. It was that crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but the problem was, was like knowing that at some point it wasn't going to continue to go up. And even when we, when we thought it wasn't going to continue to go up, that's when we should have bought because it did continue to go up, Right. you know? so um what that affected though was like construction costs went up as well labor has gone up crazy um the the lack the labor shortage because there was so many properties bought everyone was chasing the wave right yeah. they're on like you know just riding the wave actually yeah. um so people were like gold rush basically. yeah so people were just buying properties yeah. trying to sell them but trying to finish projects quickly you know higher trades um there was just so much lack of, um, lack of, yeah, probably lack of trades. Um, trades were, were going from, you know, whatever, what they were doing, $10 a square foot to almost doubling it to 20 a foot and getting the jobs, no problem. So it was actually, you know, it was very hard, right? It was very hard to, to, to keep a schedule. It was hard to stay on budget. It was hard to get quality workmanship. Right. So, um, and then also on top of the whole thing, it's, if you were doing a spec home, if you're buying high and you're building high and everything's high, the yeah. moment, you know, when you're finally done that project and the market slows down, Yeah. then you're, you've just, you, you've, you've overspent on the right. project, right? Right. So that's a bit, that was a big challenge. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, your father's probably been through, you know, all, of, uh, Highs and lows of the real estate market in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in the business for thirty plus years, mm-hmm. um, you know now we're kind of in a downward market. And did he give you any pieces of advice or, or um, from his experiences uh, to deal with these times?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is overexposure um, in in a rising market because where, when it rises, it's going to fall. So if you're too exposed and have too many projects and too much stuff going on then you're you're over leveraged right yeah. so um i think he's always just tried to stay you know smart and level-headed throughout yeah. the whole process yeah and um but luckily also um you know our our business became more infill and custom homes in the last probably four years right so you know we're we're primarily you know building four people that have the land right yes. so we're not doing a ton of speculation builds okay. which is great um, right. you know cuz it's safe um, right. safe for us and safe for the client right
0: and it's also mm-hmm. it goes along with your um, business principles which is relationships right? mm-hmm. so yeah. you're doing these homes for people that you probably have relationships yeah, with and already and
1: really enjoying doing it cuz ha- yeah. having a lot of fun creating these amazing yeah. cool designs and interior exteriors and yeah. and just yeah actually really enjoying the process so
0: Yeah. And so if someone were to ask you, Matt, what's the best part of your job? What would you, what would you tell them?
1: Once again, it it is relationships. It's, um, it's the interaction with the homeowners. It's the interaction with all the trades and there's a lot of them throughout the process. Right. Um, it's, you know, getting to certain stages of the build where it's like, wow, that looks really amazing when you can step back, you know? And see, you know, and and there's certain times that it's just nicer than others. When you're digging a hole, you're kind of like, oh, okay, here we go. But then when you you know get to roof on, yeah, and you can walk on that top floor, you know, and see the view. You know, there's just stages that are like, this is cool, kind of yeah. very motivating. Yeah, it's right? very satisfying. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, I want to say that uh, you you have a good vision, and you definitely treat your projects like your baby, mm-hmm. because even from personal experience. Um, You know, I don't think Lee and I are that particular. And there are certain things when you would ask us, you know, I think this would look nice or would you want this? And I think we're pretty simple. But then I think with your encouragement, I think it definitely makes the project better. And so I think you enjoy uh, trying to make the best out of each project that you do. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people probably appreciate that from you.
1: Yeah, I think if anything, I, I sometimes um, offer a little too many suggestions because it's I, I sort of get but in. Don't ask the, me to pick colors yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or start the laundry room late, right? <laughs> but um,
0: if I have to pick another tile color or or paint color, I'm going to shoot myself. Um, but no. OK. And yeah. What would you say
1: would be the most
0: challenging part of your work?
1: Yeah, you know, for me because I I am a bit of a perfectionist, right? So, um, it's hard for me if if something goes wrong or if something is done incorrectly, or so. It, it, what's challenging is I can't be there twenty four seven all the time, right? To try mm-hmm. and you know monitor and it's quality control is what I sometimes struggle with, right? Um, it upsets me if something goes you know, looks bad, I have to redo or have somebody redo it because it's not only me that, that. and I'm I'm not upset because it's like something that I'm asking them to redo. If a trade does something, I actually don't want them to redo it because I, I know that they they have a family to feed and they, they shouldn't have to redo something, you know? Right. So to me, the challenge is just trying to achieve perfection in an imperfect world. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. actually it kind of
0: makes me think, you know, the principles that you talked about of what your goals were and 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 whatnot were these things that were conveyed um through conversations
1: with your father
0: or whether this is like kind of how you feel about what you want to accomplish
1: you know like i said we're, we're two totally different people but um i, I realize now like uh, working with him for so many years he is very particular about his own things as well he's different than i am that's for sure but he does fixate on on things that that, that bother him and and he 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 strives for a really good end result, and um, because that's what makes him, that's what he can feel proud of and walk away from, right? So we're both like that. We just we both really care about the fine details, and we want to walk away from a a product knowing that you know what that was done well. And I want to ask you sometimes
0: when uh, a child, not child, you know, a son or daughter uh, take over a family business that is successful. Um, sometimes you can have a chip on your shoulder you you say you know I want people to respect me for my work and not say that I piggybacked off my father's success Um, do you ever feel that way with with your own company or are you comfortable in your own skin to say no you know my work is my work what my dad accomplished is great I appreciate it I respect it but that's his accomplishment I don't need to prove anything to him or to anybody else.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think with experience and it comes, you know, confidence. You know, um, and I never went out. You know, my dad always did tell me. You know, he's he's very humble. He's always been very humble. He he doesn't bloat about things. He you know he just goes about and does his thing, right? Um, I I uh, yeah, I believe that because of my knowledge and all my experience, now I do, it is a confidence thing, and now I do feel, you know, that I've had many years of experience, and I feel equal to my dad, and I know that we have different, you know, he still does amaze me, though, when he can walk on site, and I think I have everything under control, and he'll point out something I haven't thought about, so... That's and, kinda cool.
0: And it, you said that's cool. Yeah. Does it ever irk you? Like, geez. Um, you know, why didn't I see that? Or or does your dad yeah, even yeah. say that? Hey, I Matt, mean, you gotta you no. gotta pick that pick those things up.
1: No, no. He'll just he'll just mention it and I think I think sometimes I'm a little frustrated at myself for not, you know, seeing it, right? Okay. Um but I think um but I do actually respect the fact that he still does you know, he's able to point those things out. And it's kinda neat.
0: He will never make you feel bad about no, it. No, no. I would not have missed that. Uh, nope, no,
1: no. no. Okay. He's not like that at all. He's actually a very easy person to, to work with. Yeah, yeah.
0: It yeah. sounds like you're really lucky. Uh, yeah, to have a father that uh, really appreciates and mm-hmm. understands that.
1: Yeah, and he knows that, that individuality. I mean, yeah, and you know, what? he lets me he lets me be be me and do do the way things. I mean, we discuss things, we talk, and we you know what we we battle things out. But I think at the end of the day, we come up with a mutual, we sort of meet in the middle. He sees my point. I see his point. Mm -hmm. And then we're, you know, and sometimes it takes longer than other times, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like some pretty big points we're talking about. Ways he did things and the way I want to do things, right? Right. So there's a really, there's a fine line between a meeting of the minds, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my partner and my mom can attest to that. <laughs> they know, yeah. they, they hear it from my end. He probably, you know, my mom hears it from his end. And, yeah. but at the end of the day, we're just, we're, we're working towards a common goal, yeah. you know?
0: Just and to, is your dad thinking about retirement at any time?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's thinking about retirement. I mean, it's just, you know, and he talks a little bit about, it. he's, Oh, just, you know, here's my luck, you know, and the market decides to soften just when i'm about to, <laughs> try right. to re- retire and stuff but i don't right. think he wants to retire i mean it he likes he he still loves it he likes the people it gives him a purpose um yeah i mean he's got a lot of energy i mean more than me some days yeah and it's unbelievable and so i just he just likes to be a part i think he'd be bored i don't even yeah. know what you know yeah. so it
0: probably is what um makes him wake up in the morning yeah and, and yeah. you said sense of purpose and i think yeah. uh even in later stages of life, if you're not working, you have to have some sense of purpose in order to kind of keep going.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Like slowing down is totally a good thing, you know, and, and backing off and letting, you know, there's hard aspects of the job that, that are very time-consuming and a little bit. And you know what? If you can delegate those to people, and, and he can he can have, still have fun with some of the, the lighter things in the business, right? And, so. um,
0: you know, if you can recall... What are some of some key fatherly advice um, points that your your dad gave you that really stick out in your mind?
1: Um, I remember when I was a kid, pretty young, maybe when we were first starting. Well, not even a kid. I guess when we were first starting to work together, I, I, would, I was probably at BCIT or just finishing up. And um, he would him and I were in Oregon and he would tell me. Like he would, you know, we'd hang out on the beach and he was always talking about the bigger picture and like the goals. He was always throwing it out there. There was always like a plan and he would get excited about it. Say, this is where we're going to be and so and so, you know, and um, because we were so different, you know, sometimes I lack that, that vision. Yeah, I was just going to use the word vision. Yeah, I lack that vision and uh, he has it. And it's really, you know, so it's motivating to go. Yeah, cool. Like somebody, you know, you put that out there and he, and like I said, he didn't tell us exactly how we we're going to do it. He just said, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And so that was a really cool piece of advice. And also he always said, you know, if you, if you work hard and you give a good product and you treat your clients well, um, he said, business will come like, you don't have to fight for it; it yeah. just comes. Yeah. And you know what? We we don't actively pursue a ton of business; it does come yeah. our way. So,
0: and actually, that's what um, my father used to tell my brother and sister and I mm-hmm. about. You know why his business has lasted so long, uh, despite you know Costco's and Safeways and mm-hmm. superstores, is because he developed those relationships mm-hmm. with his customers and patients. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really. Uh, that's it Lasted pretty, for forty plus years.
1: Yeah, that's pretty yeah. special, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what what is your vision or goals for the next ten years, fifteen years, twenty years? Like, how, where do you want to take take this?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, even for me, just seeing how things change so quickly and on a dime in the market, and you know, it does make you reevaluate. You know, um, business plans. You know, you you could have one. You can. You can think oh this will work out perfectly but what i find that there's a lot of challenges nowadays there's a lot of like with with land there's no land you know and even if there is land there is so many hoops to go through for to to develop the property and so many consultants and so much money and so much time you know even all the cities are, are totally maxed out on their staffing and i mean it's a process it's such a process so that's why, like, I am and still enjoying this infill um, situation because, you know, um, the land's there. You know, it's a it's a permit. You know, but um, bigger picture, um, I would love to do multi, more multi-family homes. You know, because it's the same process as a single-family. So you're doing the exact same thing. You just yield more units. Right. Right. Okay which at, from a business point, it's more money, but there's, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's, there's a better profit in the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, for people out there listening who may be thinking about getting into a family business or taking over a family business, um, do you have any advice for them?
1: Taking over family business uh, or getting into it? Um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, like at the end of the day, yeah, if, if I were to do it again, there there has been those, those many times where at a family dinner, you know, we've seen so much of each other that there's really not much, sometimes not much more to talk about. So, you know, looking back, it, 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 you, you do lose time a little bit with your, you know, quality time, because when you haven't seen your parents in a long time and you just appreciate them more, you know? Yeah. So I think if anything, it's, okay. that's the challenge, appreciating your family and trying to separate business from pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. I think, no, I think a- if you can do that, then
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, actually I want to wrap up by asking a few fun questions. Okay. you cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I didn't prepare you for this. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I was just curious, you know, in your experience, building so many homes which room in the house or rooms or part of the house is the most important uh in terms of home value or which aspects of a home and also what people are most particular about
1: okay all right you you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah that, that one um so kitchens are huge you know all the there's a lot of time spent in the kitchen right um but then you have the husband and wife. Okay, if you, you give husband and wife battle because the 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 guy wants his basement bar, like yeah. you know, a man lot cave, of, man cave. Yeah, I whether wanted it, that, right? Whether it's right off the garage, right? Yeah, yeah. But did you get it? Well, you told me how much it was going to cost, <laughs> so uh, I said uh, I might have to save up a bit more for that. <laughs> so yeah, so definitely the guy wants the basement bar, the big screen TV, and you know it's en suites and kitchens. You know those are the yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah. I think nowadays actually patio space too, like yeah, yeah. outdoor living is really important. Yeah,
0: Um, Yeah. I think for me, obviously kitchen's important. There's a lot of conversations in kitchens Mm -hmm. when you have guests over. Yeah, Um, I also really enjoy a nice master bathroom. Yes, that's why I wanted you to renovate our master Mm -hmm. bathroom. Mm -hmm. Just have a nice shower and and whatnot. Yeah, Um, and then I think personally, for me to have a man cave. Yeah, yeah to watch my sports yeah so yeah. kitchens en suites yeah. and, and bars i'll get there. to that bar one day oh yeah 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 eventually yeah <laughs> maybe next year we'll see how it goes yeah. <laughs> but uh no yeah no i i think
1: that was great yeah yeah thanks for sharing yeah i'm trying to think if there's any other stories i could think of um there's been funny times too where like uh the weather in vancouver is a little crazy yeah right yeah and there's been times where you know i'd be so worried about because i just excavated a a, a, a lot and yeah. you know you have these pumps running at night but it just pours and pours like more is like a rainforest yeah and um you know my dad and i they're out, out there in the middle of night eleven thirty, twelve o'clock hooking, making sure the pumps are still working and hooked up and yeah. just soaked to the yeah. bone right yeah and almost like so wet and so cold that we're laughing about it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's just like it's just there's been so many you know situations and trades and stories that there. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I mean, and that's what it comes down to is mm-hmm. you're gonna have fun with what you do, mm-hmm. and uh, having those stories to share at the end of the day that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. no, I I really want to thank you, Matt, for taking the time. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, and uh, again. If you haven't checked out Marcraft Homes, what's the website? www.marcrafthomes.com.
1: markcrafthomes.com
0: M-A-R-C-R-A-F-T.
1: Yes, and yeah. one, and we're actually having an open house at our uh, at our beautiful spec home, 1080 Uplands. Yeah. This weekend, yeah. this Sunday. I've been there. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. it's open to the public. Yeah. So if you want to see our product, uh, come on by this Sunday, up 1080 Uplands Drive in Anmore. I think I could afford the
0: bathroom. Perfect. <laughs> That's about it. Uh no, yeah, check it out, ten eighty uplands. And uh if you are interested in, in building a custom home or doing home renovations, definitely please check out Matt and his team. Uh, I can say that I'm not only a friend, but I am a satisfied client as Thank well. Thank you very much. So uh, you know, thanks again and uh thanks for listening to another episode of Digging Deeper. Uh, Again, if you enjoyed this episode and my previous episodes, please give us a five-star rating, give me some reviews, and share it with friends. Until next time, thanks.